lovely morning to you then. Thank you so much for choosing J Water 1.9 FM. You're on to the show. Let's talk. My name is Abigail Seaman. It is the 9th of March 2023 and I'm not alone. I'm joined by Mikael Misi. Mikael, lovely morning to you. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning to all the listeners. Oh, two days to the elections. We are gearing up for it and for everybody out there, like I always say, ensure that you have your PVCs, obviously, which you have, but do not be swayed by ethnic and religious sentiments at a point as this from where we have been to and where we are right now it is important that every single person especially the young ones out there remember who they are and vote what you believe strongly in your heart is competence and people who represent you at the highest level good morning Good morning. And um, let me just put it out there for the Gen Z's who are just first time um, voters who have had their heart broken just once. Coming from myself, who have had my heart broken three times, you should still go out there and vote. But today on the show, we will be talking to somebody who is very, very, um, allow me to use the word special. Um, when I just moved into Joss, I heard a lot about him and I was hoping that I would definitely get to meet him. And here I am today. It is, um, they like popularly known as Baba, but a lot of people call him um, the person who pioneered or championed a lot of changes that happened right here on the plateau. It is um, ex-governor and Senator Jonah J.V. Chang. A lovely morning to you, sir. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to have you here. So let's begin the conversation. Um, for you, a lot of people have definition of what governance is. Um, a lot of people have um, what they feel governance should be like. For you, um, who has ruled even in the military and even in democracy, um, what has governance been like for you? Well, governance is taking care of the people. Everyone can describe it in such a short sentence. You take the responsibilities of looking after others. No one was created in this world for himself or herself. People are created for others. Depending on what God has purposed your life to be. For some of us, it's a privilege for God to have taken us to positions that we have to govern people. Not, not dictating to people, but governing them in the way that God also governs us. We must look at what are the major basic things that are, it is required of somebody in government should do for his or her people. And uh, uh, you look at security of lives and properties, welfare, develop, I mean, creating infrastructure for the well-being of the people, and uh, ensuring that uh, there is good governance, there's fair, I mean, uh, fairness, there's equity, there's justice in governance. And that is basically what somebody who is in government should aim at achieving. Well, have you been able to achieve equity, fairness, and um, justice when it comes to governance in Plateau State? Um, would you say that we've been able to achieve that over the years? Well, it depends on who is on the seat. And having been uh, involved myself, I'm not in a position to judge myself. But it is the citizens of Plateau State that should judge. Unfortunately, uh, Sometimes when uh, you have someone in government and the people are to decide whether he should continue or not, 
uh, there's interference in the process and uh, elections are rigged and people force themselves back into offices until the constitution finally forces them out. So uh, for me to answer that question, I would say that uh, it is another opportunity that the people have are now having. We've gone through the presidential and national assembly elections. We're going to go through the uh, governorship state assemblies elections. But from uh, what has come out of the uh, presidential and uh, uh, national assembly elections, we can see clearly, and uh, I'm one of those that uh, have rejected the results because I believe that uh, both INEC and their collaborators have not been fair to the Nigerian voters. And uh, they're declaring a result that we know it is not true. And we're hoping that, uh, I mean, you cannot be an empire and say, well, I will do this, you can go to court. That's, that's dictatorship. And I don't think the Independent National Electoral Commission was set up to behave that way. You are supposed to do justice to all. And you know you are not doing justice and it is being pointed to you. You have not done it according to the law that has set you up, the law that is guiding your, 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 your work. You said you were going to have a, 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 an election with uh, uh, beavers. beavers. And then a lot of, uh, 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 and you are going to download directly into your servers from the beavers where the elections have taken place. And then you started reading results from from your the sheet you have written by hand. And when it's pointed to you, said, well, we'll announce it. If you like, you can go to court. That's dictatorship. And it's totally unacceptable in a modern Nigeria. Okay, let me get your perspective because um, a lot of people say it's a welcome idea from INEC to use technology. For you as a person, would you say um, the INEC did a good job in the use of technology or should they, since they still use the manual way or the sheet to collect results, should they just still stick to that or the BVAS is a welcome idea? Well, they ha they, 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 we believe that uh, the, the, the technology is good if they will apply it. But this, they did not apply it. And I do not believe that uh, the machines failed. It is the humans that refused to use the machines for them to have their way in doing what they have done. And uh, what choice do we have? If the law now says we must use the machines, then we, we must use the machines. And INEC must be sure that uh, they, they, they use the machines according to what the law has, has, uh, has uh, directed. So. Uh, the coming elections, we should still go on and use the machines. All right, before I hand you over to Emika, um, one of the most um, applaudable things for people on the plateau is that when it comes to voter literacy, I think the statistics say we are about 97%, meaning that a lot of people right here on the plateau are voter literate. Um, for you as a person who has ruled on, on the state or in the state, um, would you, what do you think the ordinary plateau man or plateau woman actually need? at the moment what the like you have rightly said we're over 90 percent uh, uh, voter literate on the plateau but that is not the percentage of literacy on the plateau but you see that how how uh, very much our, uh, the awareness of uh, our people i'll tell you there was an example of uh, 
a story told me of a woman who can only read the Hausa Bible. When she got the, 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 the ballot papers, she called a, a woman, another woman on her, on her phone and said, I've got this uh, voter, voters' uh, 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 ballot papers. Is the presidential one the long one or is one of the short ones? And they told her on the phone, it's the long one. And she said, how do I confirm that it is the one? They asked her, look at the heading. If you see this P, President, yes, she said, yes, I'm seeing the P written in red. She said, yes. She said, they told, they, they told her that's the presidential one. Then she said, okay, I know who I'm going to vote, the party I'm going to vote. So, of course, the, the woman, that it, it must be somebody that they relate very, very well. Who are you going to vote at the presidential? She said, ah, the man with the wife and the child. And then what will you do with the other two? Ah, umbrella. <laughs> That's to tell you that at that level, look at the level of literacy. Even though that was, against, I mean, working against my party. But uh, the people have, uh, have so, uh, I mean, have so, are so understanding of what they believe is their life and what they should do to bring the right kind of people who they want to govern them. And uh, uh, so what I, can, uh, what I can say to the plateau voters is that uh, they should not look at what has just happened and think uh, they should uh, be, uh, now have voting apathy in this coming election. I would want to say that uh, particularly the youth, they should now come out again and show INEC and their collaborators that the people still in democracy decide what and who governs them and come out en masse to vote the PDP as they, as they did in the last election. Even though they, vote, they, they decided to vote uh, 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 Labour, Peter Obi, in the presidential, in the same election, they voted the PDP for the National Assembly. And now it is, they, 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 they were tired of the APC government here on the plateau, and they now need to bring in the PDP that they know very well and uh, who had governed them before successfully. And uh, they should hand back power back to the PDP by voting uh, the PDP candidate, Caleb, Caleb Mutfang. All right. Um, one of the things I've heard, again, like she said, when I came to Joss, I also heard stories of you. Uh, one of the things I've heard from people is your ability to pick leaders, to select people who you think are prospects. From a young person's point of view and to everybody listening, what are those things you look out for when mentoring people? What are those things you say, okay, this person has this, this, I think this person will be a good leader. What are those traits for you as a leader that you look out for in the people you select to mentor? There's this saying that some people are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness trust upon them. Mm. If you want to take this, some, some people work to achieve greatness. Yes. Some are born great people. 
and some have greatness thrust upon them. Thrust upon them is training them to be great. I believe that uh, in any society or even take a family for an example, I'm a father of children. If I don't prepare these children and think I'm going to live forever, I must be a fool. Sure. I must prepare these children to take over from me. And uh, I want my name, when I'm gone, to be still maintained a good name that I must have set for my children. But when uh, 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 you don't train your children and they start misbehaving, they said this man was pretending he couldn't even train his children. Look at the way they behave. Sure. And uh, even uh, 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 politically, when I was governor, I kept insisting on giving responsibilities to the younger people so that they would, I would start uh, raising them up for a time like this as some of us I am on my way out, and uh, 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 even though some of my colleagues at that, my age mates at that time were quarreling with me that I'm trying to retire them from the from politics. politics. But you must retire one day, true. whether you like it or not. Very true. And particularly now that the youths have become very agitative. <laughs> I, I, I was telling my son Yakubu, as young as he is, the ones behind them are already pushing them. If they don't, if they don't, they don't uh, uh, wake up, they, they, they will be pushed prematurely <laughs> <laughs> out by the younger ones behind them. So uh, the, the, the society is developing. Mm. It is uh, progressive. And therefore, uh, 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 the, the young people must be given that training for them to understand responsibility as young as they are, to start taking responsibility so they see how things are done by example of those of us that are still uh, 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 guiding the, 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 the political scenarios. Once they were able to give them uh, good examples of ourselves, they learn from it mm -hmm. and they'll be able to pick up like that and uh, Okay. Um, the last seven and a half years, um, the states, I, I'm, I'm speaking for the voices on the streets mm -hmm. and the conversations I see on social media. A lot of people feel, feel the state has stagnated. Some feel the state have taken steps backward. As a leader, political leader and leader generally, where did the state get it wrong in terms of its leadership selection? Because um, prior to coming to Joss, I heard stories of the wonderful things Joss, the weather, the people, the food. I came to Joss, where those truths still held, it seemed as though the belief from the people, the strength of unity that I once heard before, it shifted. Where did we get it wrong as a people in the States? And how can we correct, if you think we have made a mistake, those mistakes we made seven and a half years ago? Well, we started getting it wrong when we did not allow continuity. And here we are with a governor almost getting to eight years with no single thing that can be given to his name. Even though and as an APC governor with an APC federal government, there's no single project today that 
plateau has benefited even from the federal government. They have taken down some dualization of roads in other parts of the nation. But go to Akwanga and drive to Jos. You start asking is what has happened to Plateau State. And this road is not only taking people to Jos Plateau State, it is supposed to take people to the eastern part of the country, Bauchi, Gombe, Yola, Maiduguri, and it's a sorry sight to go on that road. And you're saying, where did we get it wrong? We got it wrong because we brought the wrong person, just in the name of tribal interest. How do we correct it? How do we correct these mistakes that we made some seven years ago? That is why the PDP this time again has looked around and uh, we unanimously decided that we should zone the, the governorship to uh, to the central zone. And we've gone into the central zone and look at the way we, how we had 19 aspirants who were contesting from the central zone. And uh, with God's help, we're able to pick Barista Caleb Mutfang, who we have tested as a local government chairman in, in his own uh, Mangul local government council, and he had performed. We know he's a, somebody who has the fear of God. He's a born-again Christian. He's somebody that uh, has even gone to say he is taking off, if elected, from where Baba Jang left. Because eight years have been wasted. The projects that we've done, some of them, needs renovation. And I believe that when he comes in, he will rehabilitate those projects that have been less waste. The uncompleted one, he'll take up from there and complete them and build and do and do more than Baba Jang had done. Mm. And this is our hope for him and for the people of Plateau State. All right, before I hand you over to Abigail, like she often says, um, the election is on Saturday. And a lot of people, like you said yourself, INEC were not INEC was not fair. Um, the process was not as transparent as we all had expected and a lot of young people feel disheartened um, speaking to people on the streets on social media there is a dampening of spirit as to whether or not they should go out to vote but also in that same light people are also more determined now to go out there and vote as a leader are you beating your chest to say i trust INEC will be free and fair come saturday <laughs> If I can beat my chest to say so, I would not have said what I have said. <laughs> I'm just praying God. Because INEC is not above God. Mm. They are human beings. And God controls the heart of men and women. It's, I've been on my knees and I know a lot of people out have been on their knees praying that INEC should save Nigeria. We have no other nation but Nigeria. It is not only about Plato, it's about 36 states mm. in the Federal Republic of Nigeria. If they mess up this election again, then I don't know what Nigeria will become after the Saturday. 
All right. Um, I wanted to talk. To, uh, wanted to ask you when it comes to endorsement, when it comes to Godfatherism. But I'll start with the aspect of endorsement. Like right now on the plateau, should religious endorsement play roles in our in our in our politics right here on the plateau? How critical it is at the stage that we are in, seeing that we already have seen this last seven and a half years gone the way it has gone. Should religion endorsement be playing critical roles in our politics today? We're not talking of religion, but we are a multi-religious nation. For us, Eurofi decided to force a Muslim-Muslim ticket in Kaduna State for the last eight years, coming to eight years. People have not been happy about it. We didn't bring ourselves to be Nigerians. God brought us and created this nation, Nigerians with different cultural backgrounds, different religious backgrounds, and we must understand that uh, we have to accommodate each other in situations like this. That is why it has been in states that are, are, are majority Muslims, we have the Muslim-Muslim tickets. In the states that are majority Christians, we have the Christian-Christian tickets. But in states that have multi, it has been either the governor Muslim, the deputy Christian, or the governor Christian, the deputy Muslim. But for us now as a nation, to want to now want to have a Muslim president, a Muslim vice president, I think it is the height of insensitivity. And this must not be allowed. Fatherism, or Godfatherism, it's not something that uh, I think should be encouraged. Yes, you, you, I've talked about uh, developing the, 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 the younger generation. I'm not talking about developing one particular one. You develop a group of people. You nurture them. And out of them, you can you see the, the the level of development and the the leadership qualities like i talked of uh, the late gns they were a group of them and uh, even they themselves they knew very well that uh, gns was top and they supported the idea of uh, his being brought in to take over but uh, when people started playing religious sentiments as a means of campaigning against the PDP. Well, I don't know whether they succeeded. I don't want to say that uh, because we know what happened during that night of 2015 elections. GNS was leading. The INEC again said, oh, let's close till morning. Then suddenly at 4 a.m., they, they, they just summoned people and brought one result from wherever they brought it and suddenly said the long one. These are the kind of things that uh, INEC has not been fair to uh, Nigerians in whatever uh, state they are or at the national level. They have not been fair because they are supposed they are behaving as a, a, a referee holding the whistle, kicking the ball himself and, and scoring a goal and blew the whistle and said, it's a goal, bring the ball to the center. That's not what INEC is supposed to be doing. But that's what they seem to be doing. We, we, we've, uh, we've had 
uh, uh, all kinds of stories, true or false. During the good luck Jonathan times, the INEC chairman were told met with some APC people in uh, Dubai. This report was brought to us. We took it to to to, to the then president, uh, good luck Jonathan, but the gentleman that he is didn't I mean refused to do anything about it, and it cost him and the party the presidency. Again, this time there was these stories flying that uh, uh, Professor Mahmoud flew into Lagos and had a meeting with Atinubu uh, uh, before and the night of the election or something like that. They had, it has not been denied. It has been in the social media, but it has not been denied. I mean, these are some of the things that uh, we don't expect the umpire to be doing. If you're an umpire, you are supposed, that's why they call them independent National Electoral Commission, but they have not acted independently at all. All right, the reason why I ask that question when it comes to religious um, endorsement is because recently we saw a video of Sheikh Jingri asking the Muslims to vote heavily for the APC right here on the plateau. Um, I wanted to get your reaction on that. Should that be done? Is that what we should be doing right now on, on the plateau? It has been the habit of Sheikh Jingri doing that right from my time and even before my time. These are the kinds of uh, religious leaders that uh, uh, create problems in Nigeria, that had created bloodshed in Nigeria. If I'm to bring out tapes of Muslim sheikhs that insulted me when I was governor, one of them is even a minister today. I was told they asked him why he did that. He said he was a young man. It was youthful exuberance. But today, he's holding, he's been holding a position as a minister in the Federal Republic. But he now, he now realized that what he, has, you know, what he has done should not even place him to be a minister of the, of, of the Federal Republic. But there he is. You see, let me say this about this religion. I asked a Fulani chap who was born in Vom, Vang. He speaks Biron better than me. I said to him, you know, I grew up as a child with the Fulanis. And uh, I was even going with the, 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 the young boy, the, the young Fulani children to tend the cows, even though my father didn't have a cow. But one thing I observed at that time is that they have never kept the cows on one side to go and do salah. Neither have they followed us on Sunday to the church. So I said, what is your religion? He looked at me. I said, but today we have Fulanis who are bishops, who are mere reverends. We have Fulanis who are sheikhs and so on. So, like any other tribe, you come out of your background and then you, you, you pick whatever religion that uh, 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 you, have, you are led by your conscience or your parents to be. So for some people to continue pre I mean, preaching one religion against the other, and the government, and that's against our constitution, in the first place. And the government does nothing about it. I've had, I've seen tapes from Kaduna 
of Muslim sheikhs making all kinds of categorical statements about killing people, they have never been invited by the security. And now to crown it, as I've said, APC has come up with a Muslim-Muslim ticket. And they now have a Muslim president-elect and a Muslim deputy president-elect. It is not going to help this country at all. Because today, the argument is still even that, uh, is it, do we have more Muslims in Nigeria or do we have more Christians in Nigeria? Is there 50-50 perhaps? How do you do a kind of a thing like this in a multi-religious, multicultural society and you expect peace to reign? And you let the traditionalists wonder where they stand. And you start wondering <laughs> where, the, where the traditionalists really stand. Yeah. This is the, 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 the thing, I mean, Sheikh Jingir is one of those that are causing problems in plateau. He has caused a lot of crisis in this plateau. We had to deal with it as, as a government. Uh, my successor has his own way of dealing with it. He thinks he wants to please them and will not stand, put his foot down to make sure people like Shijinger are brought to order. Well, doesn't this thing cause um, a division when it comes to voting? Um, you have that if Sheikh Jingri is saying every Muslim should vote for the APC, and then you have the PDP and the Third Force, which is the Labour Party, don't you think when it comes for, to the PDP and the Labour Party, votes will be divided? Let me say this. Sheikh Jingri knows very well that uh, the APC doesn't have a Muslim candidate. Natawa is a Christian, but they think if he comes to power, he'll favor the Muslims, as they believe Lalong has been favoring the Muslims. They are forgetting that when I was governor in this state for eight years, no state in the northern, 19 northern states were sending the number of Muslims to pilgrimage in Mecca sponsored by government more than Plateau State. And yet, because they just want to give me bad name, they said I don't like Muslims. At Mecca, no state, whether it's Sokoto or Meduguri, that took care of the welfare of Muslims in Mecca, like myself. As a result, the Saudi government decided to build a heart center for Plateau State because they said, but they were told the governor of Plateau State is a Christian, but the way he is taking care of Muslims' pilgrimage is very impressive and they want to build a, a heart center for Plateau State. And uh, the Muslim executive uh, pilgrim thing in Abuja, decided to halt it that uh, they can't take that kind of a center from Mecca to an, a, a pagan state. They call us a pagan state. And if we are a pagan state, they should leave us alone. Why are they, why, why, why are they making noise? They want, they want a governor that uh, will favor them. As, if, uh, as far as I am concerned, every citizen that 
dwells on the plateau, is a citizen of plateau state. And that was how I dealt with every tribe, every religion when I was governor of plateau state. Unfortunately, that's not the way they see it. And uh, the present governor decided to, to, to play the good boy to them. I don't know what he has achieved by it. He said now he has, I, I won my Senate seat when I was leaving the governorship. He has lost it. I hope he'll start learning his lesson. All right. <laughs> that was a shade. That was such a shade. <laughs> All right, let's, let's talk about the election. Um, one thing that we know is all the stigma or the, um, I don't know how to put perception people have there is that um, the APC planned on doing something on Saturday. Privy to information that we got, um, they intend to rig. And when they rig, they said the PDP definitely will go to court. It's almost like they have planned it and strategized it. I know that um, the PDP would definitely want to go to court. So um, how prepared is the PDP come March 11th? Let me warn them. Let them not try any rigging. Mm. We have never rigged election. If you recall during my time, when I'm campaigning, I said nobody should rig election for me. Yeah. And I said, whoever rigs election to, for me will answer God. We're still on that principle, but we'll stop them from the rigging. They will this time go to the court, not PDP. Mm -hmm. I think the PDP is battle ready. <laughs> we are. All right. All right. Um, before we round off today on the show, I wanted to ask you on a lighter note. Um, the elections in society, when you don't vote in, what do you plan on doing? Because, of course, you can't vote all through the day. When you vote, when you're done with your voting, what's the plan afterwards to relax, you know, and then wait the results from for my neck? Like I've said, it's when we, you give them the room that they rig. We're not going to give them the room to rig except they want all of us to sit down and rig together. But we are not going to rig, we'll stop them from rigging. So, after we have voted, we'll wait. Mm. For it to be counted. It's not a secret. We'll wait and see what happens. We hope that uh, INEC will use the beavers and they'll transmit the result from the voting areas to their servers as the law has said, which they failed to do during the presidential election. And the Supreme Court will decide about that one. All right. My um, final question. First, the commendation to PDP, and I said this before, I had it yesterday. Um, in Nigeria, polit politics is mainly male-centered. And for the first, not for the first time, but you know, there's a political party that is renowned for having a special place for women. So first off to the PDP, big ups for ensuring that women are represented. And this is my question to you. In the PDP on Plateau, how, how inclusive is it going forward? Would women be in the political space here in the plateau state because if you look at cut across you know when jonathan was the president we saw how how much percentage you give to women we also see now even here in plateau state the amount of women from the pdp that are going into the house of reps as well as local government chairman what is the plan going forward from the pdp as a leader in terms of inclusiveness for women it will be recalled that pdp has always been women friendly I brought in the first female deputy governor in the whole northern Nigeria. 
And again, Mutuang is coming up with a female deputy governor. During my time, you saw the number of women that were commissioners. And I believe this time also, Mutfang will bring a number of women as commissioners in government. So uh, PDP has always been, and you saw what uh, uh, the, the then president, good luck Jonathan. I recalled when he was picking a, a minister from Plateau State, he specifically requested me to recommend a woman from Plateau State because he saw how gender friendly my government was. And we recommended uh, uh, Mrs. Sarah Ochepe, and she was minister, successful minister of water resources in uh, Good Luck's government. So we're, uh, I, 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 I will tell you, when I went to the Senate, there was this program that I wanted uh, to recommend women, something for the women. To my surprise, Senators from the far north got up as if they were going, as if the women were there, they were, they were boxing them, that they would not have give the women this, such positions. And yet the women are forced to go out and start voting for them again. And they don't like the women, but they only like them at home as wives. But they don't want, they don't, they don't want them. If you recall the, the, the current president in the beginning, he said, the, the, the place of his wife is the kitchen or the other room or the kitchen. So uh, I don't know why uh, they are anti-women, but PDP is women friendly. And I believe that uh, uh, you see another very friendly women government when uh, Caleb Mutfan comes into government. All right. Um, come March 11, meet the best man. We want to thank you so much, Senator Jonah David Jang, for gracing us the opportunity to speak to you. Um, this was Let's Talk on your Superfigo radio station. The